Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me is my fellow equalizer, it's Shabazz. Hello, Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Oh man, I'm equal. You equal? You're yeah. doing some equalizing out I'm, here for I'm everyone? I'm balanced. I'm balanced. Oh, I like that. Isn't uh, your birth month also all about balance? It is. It is. I I mean, I don't know too much about the stars other than the celebrities. <laughs> 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 uh, but... Uh, my uh, astrological sign is a Libra. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. I don't know. Like I know what it like. It's like a balance and a scale and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know beyond those words what else that does. Like I don't know what powers I have or when I gain them. You know what I know about stars is that ours align today to talk with one another. Wow. Right? Wow. That was pretty special. Right? That, that was, was a good segue. Yeah, very. Today on the Movie Podcast, we are so excited to be joined by two uh, uh, members of the Equalizer production team, members that we don't typically get to talk to, and I'll be honest with you. you know, Joining us today is production designer Naomi Schoen and location supervisor Robin Melville. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, these are. Uh, we've never really had these roles on our show before, so to kind of get some more insight to really broaden our our portfolio of different people that we've spoken to and different areas of the filming industry, this is something that's exciting because we didn't know too much about what their roles do. We've seen these roles in action. I remember when you and I, uh, we were in LA. We saw a location supervisor trying to scout for, I think it was The Good Place at that time. Yes, you're right. So, like, we saw stuff like that happening, but we now don't know too much about the role. So, we got some good insight from these lovely folks. Yeah, and, you know, The Equalizer 3 is a film that we watched, that we enjoyed. You could go check out our full review right now on the movie podcast. The movie is also out in theaters today. So, if you're listening to this on the day of release, because why wouldn't you? You love the movie podcast. Absolutely. Why would you go anywhere else? Uh, you'll be able to go watch the movie, hear what we think, and then learn more about the production behind it thank you to our friend at sony pictures canada for making these interviews happen for us uh, i think it's just so um brilliant when you get to learn about parts of the production that uh, i think i get often overlooked mm-hmm. taken for granted yeah and i'm glad that we got to uh, you know be you know like the the megaphone shouting it out today what everyone uh, of all of all the fun people who got to work on this film for yeah uh fun fact though about our interview with naomi uh we we had we kind of we were it's tiff has started so for us when we were watching some movies and we needed to rush to do this interview at a, at a location that was convenient for us with the short time that we had with our movie ending and then this interview starting so we ran into your old alma mater and toronto metropolitan toronto, university yes yes but when you went it was ryerson right? it was ryerson right yes high. right <laughs> right <laughs> Uh man, wow! Uh, <laughs> just said this little American for yeah. a second. They're like, "Roll Tide!" Go Jaybirds! Yeah, sorry. Uh, and so we ran to like an empty classroom, and the security was like, "Hey, we, you guys, students?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course we are." Yeah, yeah. Let us in. We're young. <laughs> like, all right, sounds I, good. I have a backpack. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> just let us right in. Walked into an empty classroom, and we did the interview there. We did interview and i had multiple classes and courses take place in that classroom yeah and it was kind of surreal being back for you know the job now yeah <laughs> right? pretty much you know like you you helped me train to get here thank you is there is there anywhere where we haven't done a interview we've done an interview in my car you, we have yeah How, 
Yeah, yeah, we have. Well, we've, 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 review. Just an episode, sorry. In yeah, the car. we've done the car. Um, pretty much everywhere. Anywhere, we, anywhere. Anywhere that we could find a quiet space, you know, we'll take advantage of we'll it. take advantage of it. Right? Yeah. And we also, because we don't want to miss these opportunities. No. Because, like we said, we don't get to talk to these members of the production team. They're not always made available. Yeah. So when you're able to get to talk to them about, like, you know, where do you begin to plan the look of the movie or where yeah. you want to shoot it or how you want it to look? You know, these are the people that you go to and to hear how they collaborated with Anton Fuqua and just like having that like relationship with Denzel and yeah. everything like that. It's just so cool to hear that stuff, right? Absolutely. So without further ado, uh, I want to let you all know that you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast all throughout the week. You thought I was going to kick it to the interview? I thought you did. Not yet. No, I just wanted to remind you quickly, tiff season upon us, like Shabazz said, make sure you check out our socials for everything we have going on. Make sure you do- join our Discord as well too. All the show notes are on the is in the link below. That's where you need to go to find everything you need. Uh, but now, without further ado, please welcome Naomi and Robin to the movie podcast. Naomi, thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today. How's your day going so far? Pretty good. How about you? We're doing so well. We're so grateful for you sharing your time with us today. Uh, we had such a great time with Equalizer 3. Uh, so we're really excited to be able to to finally talk about it with someone who else who has seen it and worked on it. So because we've been, you know, kind of holding it to ourselves mm-hmm. right now. Well, I'm happy to be here and I'm dying to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right off the bat. I just saw it last night. Oh, nice. What? How was it for the first time watching it? I, it was really interesting because... Um, it, it was quite different than the script. And so it was really interesting to see what they'd done. That's amazing. I mean, after all these years of work on it, it must be so fulfilling to finally see that, you know, come to fruition, right? Yeah, it is. Always. That's fantastic. You know, and right off the bat, we have to ask you, how's your approach to finding the look to each Equalizer film uh, changed over the years? Because, you know, we've had some location changes. Obviously, this one, we're in a completely new country. What was it like, you know, finding that look over over the series of films? I, I think the signature thing about the look is, is um, McCall's isolation. And in the first two films, he, he lived in different places. Um, and uh, we we basically sort of looked around for what is a place that you you would least likely want to be in Boston and found those places. Um, the first time it was definitely Boston. The second time it was it was started out to be um, New York and Jackson Heights in particular. And we found an apartment building that we loved in Jackson Heights, and we tried to reproduce that in um, in Boston. So essentially, what I'm saying is that it's 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 his feeling of isolation and kind of hiding in in amongst just sort of regular people with whom he feels the most kinship but also with, without ever actually being intimate with anybody Definitely. and the thing that's different about the third is that finally he begins to feel some intimacy about the people he's living amongst in the third film he does he does find himself um not just not just feeling kind of a kinship but a closeness with people and be- beginning to op- and opening himself up to people and people have embraced him in a way that it hasn't happened before in the second one there was that barbecue and he was you know he, they wanted him to be part of it but in this one he's he's trying to find a place to be a home that 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 includes other people so that's that's the big change we did try to be a little bit faithful but in an italian flavor to <laughs> the sense of isolation in um the room that he has at the doctor's house 
um, Enzo's house. So we did try to a little bit play with light in the same kind of way and textures in the same kind of way and um, a feeling of um, the room having been sort of left in time the way a lot of things feel in Italy and in particular this this room was supposed to be supposed to have been Enzo's father's room so right some of the same kind of um references about the kind of place McCall would would be in yeah definitely now when you when you found out that the film was going to be shooting in the in southern Italy where did you begin and what was something that you really wanted to incorporate into the production design of the equalizer um you know i was so happy to be doing this film um because i i'm you know I, i'm a fan of the franchise i love antoine and i love denzel so it, i was very happy to be doing it and doing it in italy i mean come on yeah. so the the thing that i wanted was that uh, mccall that we would find a place where mccall could eventually feel at home so that was emotionally the thing that I wanted from it. And then, you know, what I was saying when I was, you know, happy to do it, but also I'm I'm not Italian. I worked there before, but I'm not Italian and I'm I don't know Italy like people who live there do. Um but it's not unique to Italy. And in any case, when you're doing a movie that's location dependent, you want the locations to speak to you. You want you want to learn from where you're setting the movie some sort of um specific realities and specific details and truths about the place and so really the thing was to look into italy and get close to it i keep using the word intimacy but i think this movie this movie and the practice of location work has everything to do with intimacy um and then the script had specifically mentions a town that has a big mountain on one side and the sea on the other and that condition is really in italy only found on the on the coast on the western coast of italy um in the amalfi there was a there's a there's part of the the northern western coast is called Liguria, and there are these tiny little towns that are very colorful and we'd considered shooting there because the color was kind of so different than what mccall is used to but they were so tiny that there was really you couldn't sh there was nowhere to there was nowhere to shoot they would just <laughs> would have like tiny little like driveway sized place at the ocean and the rest of it would be teeny teeny little streets so you couldn't shoot so um that went away and then when we started looking at the amalfi coast this town atrani that we shot in is different than um most of the other towns in that the highway doesn't dip down into it so cars don't you know sort of dip down and, oh now you're in whatever town you're in amalfi for example you're the road dips down and now you're in amalfi and there's a lot of tourists there and blah 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 but this one there's a bridge that goes right past it and if you wanted to go down into it you'd have to take a really steep turn or oh, wow. something but you base basically a lot of people aren't going to drive there so it's less um it, it's more untouched than other towns on the amalfi coast and uh it's occupied it's 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 uh, the people who live there are all descended from two families except for a very few outliers so that makes a really kind of a special atmosphere yeah um, it goes back to intimate like you said right it does i mean the whole town are related and you know obviously all know each other and um 
you know, you, you find out, you find that out pretty quickly and you hear everybody's stories and who's related to who and blah, blah, blah. And, the sto- and it really is a fishing town. It was. Now the, the, the people your age and a little bit older than you are working in trades and um, a lot of the tourist industry or professions, but not so much in a Tanani, whereas the older people made their living from the sea, wow. really. That's incredible. And I, I'm just curious for yourself when you're when you're working on a project this size and you're going to a community that small, like what's the, I guess, the perception from like the community there? Like, is there any misconceptions of what you guys are doing just in, I guess, I guess just in movie making itself, right? Cause it's such like a magical experience. And when you see the final product, I don't think a lot of people really think about as often or right away, just like all the little details that go into creating uh, a project like the size of this. Um, everybody was really welcoming i mean there's nothing like i live in new york city and you know you see those movie trucks and you're like (laughs) (laughs) but nothing like that they were very happy that we were there um they they were for the most part that um impressed with you know all the stuff that we do and all the millions of things that are going on they just you know they would like to have we would have lunch together that would be the thing that we would do or like you know try to speak italian or something they were much more interested really i mean this is the thing about being in italy it's they're they're not um i don't mean this in a bad way i mean this in a good way they're not work centric like we are they're um they love to talk sometimes you know, in my department, we'd be having to make a decision and a couple of my incredibly talented and wonderful colleagues would be discussing it. And I'd be listening and listening and listening. Eventually, one day I said, you know, if this was America, somebody would have pulled a gun already. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, make a decision. But they know they wanted, they discuss it like a lot until they reach, um, an agreement right and ag- wow. what they're looking for an agreement and you know um at the speed that we work you can't always wait for that but but in, in general that's what people are interested in and they'll, they'll talk and they'll yell blah, blah 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 until something gets hashed out so um so yeah so all of our crap and stuff they they didn't really care they just <laughs> you wanted to like sit down and have a chat buy a right. coffee you know like yeah. that i love that absolutely love that is there is there something from the equalizer three like like a scene that you're extremely proud of and you really want people to kind of watch out for just that moment it's uh like i said it 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 resolves differently than it did in the script and so that was surprising and it goes and it moves very quickly and it moves kind of from slaughter to slaughter if i may say (laughs) um and i my favorite things in the movie i loved the opening this is i'm telling you something i'm not i'm not answering your question with exactly what you asked because i didn't it didn't hit me that way but i love that sort of psycho like uh music thing that they have goes, yeah. did you notice that Definitely. i thought that was extraordinary and then the other thing that i just loved was um watching denzel kind of like draw out a moment and wind it around his finger you know it's like which he did on numerous occasions he just sort of he took it and he 
he played it. He just mm-hmm. played with it, and it. Um, and that was, I think, the most delightful thing to me about about the movie. I mean, for me, having worked on it and being used to what everything looks like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, of course, and I mean, and, and you're no stranger, obviously, to working with Denzel and working with Anton Fuqua. This is your seventh collaboration together. What this keeps you two working together on these projects? What makes your relationship so strong that you're like, you know what? Next one, we're together again. First of all, Antoine is, you know, that goes without saying, really smart and really visual. And um, it's always, um, there are all kinds of wonderful directors and some of them are more visual than others. And the ones that are visual, um, it, 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 it doesn't take a lot to communicate what is wanted. It's kind of like if you, if, if, being a visual person myself and you know you talk about something or you look at something together and you go like oh and you know what that's going to be in all of its um unfoldings so there's something about we connect on that level and also i have to say on the level of uh human darkness where you know it's never it's never really a story unless that's part of it i i would say i feel like that about everything and i think he does as well definitely i mean that's where that's where that's where something truer than something not so superficial lives mm-hmm, right it's uh yeah it's it's amazing to think and, and you've worked together all over these years i just think back to what was your first film together was it training day was that the first time you collaborated together no it was replacement killers and oh wow okay Sun, and then training day wow okay so you're going into training day you already had your your you knew what your short head with each other yeah. that's amazing we did but i will say something really that was very remarkable about training day um antoine wanted to be completely faithful like in in reality to the to the where the car was going where the the two men were going together during that day we were not going to have like something or other look like the hood but not be the hood and we were not going to have anything look like something and not be what it was and um that was um i mean it lent a lot of authenticity for a, a variety of reasons first of all the people who live there because because we were there and we we got to know people who live there and we were in their lives and they were in our lives and i you know designing the movie learned a lot from that and and you know tried to put it on screen um and i just can't help but feel feeling like the experience of it came through yeah it's it's a film that we go back to constantly mm-hmm. you know and i just think you look at all of anton antoine's uh filmography it's just absolutely incredible so we really hope that we get to see you two continue to work together uh down the road because yeah. i think there's so much more that you could hopefully do together absolutely yeah thank you yeah, so did much, you Naomi. did you see uh, emancipation just curious yeah uh devastating film yeah but, uh i thought we did really good work on that oh definitely yeah it's uh yeah I, I keep going back to devastating but it was just incredibly what a, an incredibly made film and performances and just production design I, I think. yeah i was really that was another one of those experiences where i think it, it comes through the mm-hmm. the, the harrowingness of it came through oh yeah anyway thank you so much thank, thank you very so much, much.
it was lovely chatting with you and we hope we get to talk to you again one day ditto take care bye-bye robin thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today how you doing i'm very well thank you hope all well with you guys oh yeah we are we're wonderful we're we're so appreciative of you for sharing your time with us today um we had such a great time with the equalizer three have you gotten a chance to watch it yet not yet not yet i'm afraid <laughs> are you excited <laughs> yeah you won't get no spoilers from us no not at all okay great <laughs> you know you know we're, we're curious because we haven't had the pleasure of speaking with someone who is uh, a, a location supervisor before on our show and, and i'm curious where does your job begin does antoine give you the call saying hey you know what i'm we're, we want to shoot in italy find us all the right spots where do you come on board the project well in italy it works a wee bit different in italy initially if it's a big project of this size they get in touch with the local line producer and i work uh regularly or let's say i've been working with this producer for the last 10 or 15 years and we just go from one job to the other he calls me and says it's like look we've got this project let's send a bit of uh you know give them a bit of ideas regarding the locations regarding the script that we have which does change as we go along and then you know a few weeks or maybe a month before the director comes the production designer comes came over to italy and uh we went in a van and in a car and we went scouting up and down and left and right of Italy until we found the correct spot. Basically, that's how it works. <laughs> I love that. What do you think made uh, Italy like the perfect spot for a movie like The Equalizer 3? Well, to be honest, apart from the script at that time, which mentioned Italy, but the script was sort of came along after the locations also were seen and appreciated by the director and the director with this with the writers sort of rematched the, the script accordingly and it just for me it just worked fantastically amazing okay. uh, now we're curious here how does one become a location supervisor is it whoever has the most airline miles like how does that work <laughs> uh <laughs> At the end of the day, I think it's experience and luck. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, experience, it's, it's, it's experience, luck, and at the end of the day, it's also is uh, how you can get a team of location people to work with you, and that's it. Oh, that that's makes amazing. sense, yeah. Do you, is there a, was there a, an aspect of Italy that you really wanted to incorporate into the, the design of the film, to the look of the film? Was there something that you really wanted to make sure was captured in in this film well basically no one has cappuccino in italy after 10 o'clock cappuccino is <laughs> only so if you talk to italian you know how how religious their diet and their food is let alone football and ferrari so it's these small things that you know doesn't only you know give the italians a better you know like how can the americans just do that or whatever not just the americans anything so small things like that just kind of puts a bit bit of the jigsaw puzzle pieces a bit together and more accurate and that's fun that's fun that's so that's so cool like what what a like an amazing 
opportunity just to, to, to find different locations and to really build the world of that film. I'm curious if you don't mind sharing with us, and it doesn't obviously have to be for this specific film, but what does like a, a bad day at work look like for you? Is it more something that like, oh, you can't get a location, uh, like we can't figure out a way to shoot there? Or what What does like those, um, those, op- hurdles, those, those hurdles come from with a job like yours? Well, apart from the weather, which is the main issue, uh, and then it just comes with the, you know, the local political situation in the areas that, you know, uh, I mean, not in this film, but there was a film that we were shooting in Rome years ago, and uh, the President of the United States planned a visit, unannounced visit, so all our permits were cancelled. We couldn't shoot oh, that wow. day. So things like that, which are out of anyone's country. You know, no one can control those things. That's when it gets frustrating because then you've got to change all the dates and all the schedules around. And it, it it's not just in those instances. You know, you might get a day when uh, the schedule has to be changed due to whatever, you know, whether there's uh, the actor's not well that particular day. So we've got to keep alternatives locations on standby keeping in mind that we've got a budget also to look after right right but just, it's, it's it's you're it, always thinking it, ahead we have to we have to we have to things so. and projects like this i mean let's say in a normal italian film you're talking about let's say at the most 10 to 15 trucks uh on a project like uh, equalizer we had about at least 50. right wow wow That's so you can imagine awesome. So you can imagine how we were on the uh, Amalfi Coast with 50 trucks, <laughs> where, where you can't even pass by on those roads because just a single road. And if you get two buses coming in from opposite directions, you can wait there for hours. Yeah. Wow. But it's it's stunning, though, right? I mean, like, what an absolutely stunning movie. I think one of the big things as as we were watching the film we just kept leaning over to try to say wow what a beautiful shot what a beautiful scene like it really made us feel like like i just want to i want to pull up moving there next week i think there and pull a robert and just you know go to the south of italy and just retire there you know well for that you know i I mean i i just like to say that i think that was a collaboration between the director the dp and the production designer they just got together and what you what i'm sure you see on screen is what they have done together. Yeah. With a bit of with a bit of help from me, you know, locations, the costume guys, the makeup guys and everything. I think we all played our part in that and it's just good to hear from you that you guys like the film. So I'm so happy about that. Oh definitely. I'm curious for you, you know, what is the most important thing you look for when you're you're scouting for a location? Is uh to try and read the production designer's mind <laughs> every good job is reading so you guys mind. trying to read iomi's mind to see uh what, what she was thinking yeah it's just to see what she's thinking about you know it's 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 not just also you know it's it's like uh you show a place and try and get some sort of feedback and when you get that feedback it's such like oh thank god you know i didn't mess this one up <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And, you know, you, you've been part of this world for, for so many years, and we were looking at, you know, a list of films that you've worked on. What's been the biggest change in the industry for you uh, from when you first started working in the industry till now? Uh, 
Oof, I, it's it's a bit it's a bit scary right now because it's no one really wants to talk about it, but it's like where the heck are we going? I mean, it's it's no longer those days where people had their. I mean, I'm not talking about equalize. I'm just talking about the whole. It's like right. You suddenly see it's no longer art. It's all commercial. And commercial can be art and can be fun, but it's not always that. But it's also great to see that, you know, uh, there's a lot of paperwork involved. That's it. And I'm sure you can agree. I mean, I don't know. People who know me, I don't like paperwork. It's as simple as that. <laughs> no, we totally get it. You know, paperwork is the probably the worst part of the job. But curious, because the best part of the job, I'm sure, is going to all these different locations. So for you, is there a place in the world that you would love to scout a movie for that you really haven't gone to or that you've always wanted to go to? Uh, I was brought up in India. Uh, I was I was brought up in India for about 18 years. So for me, going back to India, I mean, it's, it's such a big country. Even after living there for 18 years, I've not seen it, all of it. Yeah, but I just love I just love going back because for me, it's like going back home. Definitely. Well, let's do Equalizer Four in India. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> Robert's got one more in him. Antoine's got one more in him. Let's do it there. I'm sure they've got more than one in each of them. They can, they can, they'll go. They're sort of, you know, they're, they're icons. They're going to go on until they drop. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. Robin, we're, uh, we are just so uh, grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the movie again. We really hope you get to watch it soon. Um, and we hope we get to talk to you again because I think you've given us a perspective that we haven't had here on our show yet. So we're just so grateful for that. No, thank you. Thank you both very much. It's been great fun. Take care. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.